Hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It's, uh, holy shit, I'm getting out at 7 o'clock at night. Had a couple cancellations. Uh, little family, husband and wife come in every few, every month or whatever. Canceled. I'm not complaining, man. I'd love to see these folks, but sure is nice to get out of the fucking office at a reasonable time. So... Book review. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I spoke to a friend today, a good friend that uh, shared a lot of time with over the past decade, 15 years or so. Call her Papa Zulu. And uh, her whole family had been boot campers. They all trained. And I was, you know, friends, patients countless good times, a lot of perspective on each other's lives, tremendous human being, this Papa Zulu, so she, she was in today to see me, she's talking about this book called The Emotional Code, and uh, it sounds like the gist of it is like, hey, uh, you know, we have these blockages, she said, it's, the book is kind of like there's these emotional blockages that we have because of experiences that we've had and you know it uh, made a lot of sense because I know I have these and somebody close to me also has these but I know if I uh, push this book across the table to her she's going to you know get angry like saying what do you mean do I have trying to say that I have problems or whatever we all have problems right we all have emotional blockages that we need to resolve. So I bet you this is a good book. I'll give it a shot. Um, any listeners, you know, everybody that I know has got something that you're not happy about or not proud of from your past or something that you kind of carry with you. And it steers your life. You know, there's a lot of great experiences that steer our lives positive experiences that leave us stronger, leave us um, you know, committed to living better. People that have, have made our lives um, enriched our lives, taught us lessons. That's great to have, the, have those people, those experiences, you know, serving in the Marines, uh, going to undergraduate, graduate school, taking trips, you know, bucket list items. These things, they make us who we are, these experiences. Even the downsides, even the bad times, you know, they punctuate our lives. And some people, many people, are crushed by these you know, various experiences. They will never live down this you know, having been wronged or hurt in some way, physically, mentally. And so th these blockages get in our way. They step on our progress. So, look, this is real. And uh, it was great for somebody to, to, a friend, to see her, first of all. And to be, I mean, did, did like a little FaceTime with her eldest daughter and got a child, and I saw her interaction with her grandson, and I mean, 
just wonderful. Some of the people that are out there. And true that we all have, you know, this, this emotional code might be worth looking into. So consider it. Let me know what you think about it. Um, I had some great interactions today with different people. We talked about all kinds of stuff. We got a bunch of folks. Um, it's, it's interesting, and I, it disgusts me. Disgusts me when people come trying to talk small stuff. Like, uh, back to these masks again. People are, people are, some people are perturbed, to say the least, about the masks. Oh, we're going back to masks, huh? Yeah. I was a week or two ahead of the recommendations from the, um, the CDC and state of Pennsylvania and all this stuff in declaring that when you come into my office, you wear a mask. You pieces of shit. Suck it up. And do the right thing. Just masks. Killing me with these masks. I had a woman come in today. Uh, I mean, this, this is great. I mean, it was. I'm glad I had the experience and I forgot a lot of the interaction, but it was powerful, man. It was it was really something else. A very powerful interaction where I was like taken aback. I mean, the woman just wanted her uh, one particular region of the body adjusted. And that was what was, you know, I was covering this patient for another doctor. And who's out on vacation. Patient just wanted her pelvis adjusted. I'm like, what? Okay. Uh, and then she comes in, making all these stipulations, talking about masks. Oh, these masks, I can't breathe. I'm dizzy. I can't do it. You know, masks, huh? I can't. Uh, you know, and she's telling me her life story and how other doctors didn't have the patience for her and, you know, different people do different things and she... Uh, you might want to do applied kinesiology and muscle testing, and we used to muscle test for food. And did you check my leg lengths? Oh yeah. Uh, what'd you see? What'd you find? See, I know a lot. I know too much. And again, my commentary is that you don't know shit from fuck. You have no clue what you're talking about. I don't know how many more times I can, I can, you know, deliver the analogy. Spread the good news. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If you're not working in this field, just because you've been adjusted, you know, hundreds of times throughout your life since you were a child, and you know what you like and what your experiences have been, doesn't mean that you can extrapolate all that to my practice and the way that I operate. I mean, I've been adjust, I've been a chiropractor for 16 years. I'm sure she's been a patient for 60 years. So that counts for something, but really not much. You know, the doctoring, the uh, examining, the uh, you know, the care, the force applied. It's all really important. 
and it just, it saddens me. It doesn't have to be a patient, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, to find patients who are empowered, but it's just common people. They think that they know far more than they actually do about things. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, I mean, I know I'm not the same way. I'm just trying to be modest here. You know, I'm a thinker. I've got humility. I follow the scientific method. I do my best to discern who the experts are in a field. And I make my decisions based upon that. Yes, there's a lot that's confusing these days. Hold on, let me fucking pump some gas here. Alright, the gas is pumping 329. Goddamn Biden, I can't believe he's jacking up those gas prices. It's discouraging and disgusting that there are so many people out there that they're just not dealing with a full deck, man. I mean, I'm crazy in my own way, but it's kind of like a defensive mechanism. There are folks that are just dumb, and they don't know it. They don't realize. They don't know what they don't know, man. I can't, I know I keep saying that. They just don't. It's hard. It's, it's... You know, there's this, you know, that Dunning-Kruger effect, right? We find that people that actually study an area closely, like experts in a field, they study something so closely that they appreciate all the little tiny nuances, all the things that, that can be significant. And they don't, they typically don't talk in absolutes. You know, they're looking... to, to real, truly understand and to appraise the evidence. Look at this guy. Jesus Christ Almighty. To truly understand things. And so they're not always, they're confident in their conclusion in what the outcome might be, but they're never 100% certain. Like, they don't speak so... Um, they're not the loudest people to assert a claim, you know? <coughs> All right, hold on. Okay, we'll leave it at that there's some dumb motherfuckers out there. Can we agree on that? <clears throat> I just don't know why it's not more in style to be thorough. And it, it's it's more in style, more stylish to be of closed mind and just I'm going to grab this is this is it. This is my position. Like right now, <clears throat> we have 
um, this grabbing the news headlines, we've got the Afghanistan thing. I had some conversations with some friends today. Uh, people with perspective. I got a guy who's an Air Force veteran who still works in the government, who knows his shit, who knows a whole lot more than I do. He's got a perspective. And said something <clears throat> literally on the way out. He goes, I wouldn't mind. He goes, I said, yeah, you know, look, we don't want to. I gave my whole spiel about how, um, why would we, with all the in, with all the strife, with all the infighting in our society, in America, all the problems that we have, why would we ever sign up to go fight some <clears throat> fucking orcs in another part of the world? I say orcs, not disparaging anybody, but this is, this is how like we consider people from different parts of the world. It's like we are elves or we are um, hobbits or something and the bad guys are always orcs. They're ugly. We don't like them. They look different. We otherize them and then it's like whatever. They're villains. Very clear that they're villains by the way they look. By the way that they act. And their rules aren't like our rules. And we're about freedom. And they're about, you know, uh, religious whatever. The Taliban. I got no freaking love for the Taliban. But I got to tell you. um, They're the only group that has their shit together in this whole thing. Like, the announcements that they're making is, hey, nobody needs to worry about, we're not trying to kill anybody, we're, you know, we're taking command, this is our country, we want everybody else out, I don't think they're going to come back, we're just going to do our thing, and nobody needs to fear uh, going to hiding because we're not trying to kill anybody. Which I'm sure that at least to a degree, that's sincere. Right? They just they, they don't want us going in there, dropping all kinds of bombs on them. They don't want us coming back, recommitting, you know, whatever. Everybody's like, oh, Biden's such a fucking pussy. I can't believe that he pulled out like this. And, you know, it, that was, it's so predictable. If it was Trump, he'd be in there. And look, if you're the president of the United States... And you definitely deserve some blame for anything that goes down. You're going to be at the top of the list. People are going to, gas prices are going to blame you. Wars, you know, poor outcomes in any area of society. The economy, they're going to blame him. And fair fair is fair. Fair enough, that's what we do. Now this is how administrations are are determined whether or not they are successful or not. The only thing that's really going to matter when all said and done with Biden's presidency is whether or not the economy does well. That's going to be the primary factor. That's really all people care about is money and, and you know, thriving in marketplace and jobs and benefits and all that stuff. What can I get? What am I getting? What am I not getting from the government, from society? I'm unhappy, so therefore this president sucked. He 
he was supposed to, he or she was supposed to solve all my problems. So Biden deserves any grief that he gets for this, because it was on his watch. And it seemed to surprise most everybody, because Biden's got, he's standing behind an entire administration and a cabinet of people who should be watching this stuff happening in real time and have enough sense to adjust. Let's get everybody out. Let's, you know, destroy whatever needs to be destroying. Let's rescue people if we can. Whatever. So, but my friend said on his way out, he goes, yeah, you know, I'd like to, it wouldn't bother me if we hit him hard on the way out the door. That's kind of like, I understand the psychology, I understand the the tendency to want to do that, like we fought and died over there, and you know, people that we know and love made sacrifices, and in so many ways, you know, life, limb, being away from family, all kinds of struggles. You know, war is hell. But you know, what are you going to do? We're going to we're going to leave that country so we, we walk, we basically, you know, the, <clears throat> as I mentioned earlier, or as I thought earlier, there was a, a headline that said that China is clowning us because there's, somebody said that the transition of, the, of our 2020 election, that the Taliban's taking over, taking back their entire country went smoother than the American presidential election transition, which actually is true. <laughs> Look at what they got done. They marched in, they came in quick, they told everybody, don't worry about it, we'll be all right, you're not going to freaking try to kill anybody, you shouldn't fear for your, fear for your lives, etc., etc. And they're back. That's it. That's the way it's going to be. So they've given, given the U.S. An, uh, a reason to uh, not retaliate and, you know, drop a big bomb on them. They're just like, okay, that's it. 20 years. You guys are out. We're taking things back over. And that's it. So, checkmate. We might have um, attained some missions over there, might have uh, been very successful in some ways, but in other ways, in the small battles, we won the battles and lose the war. What was the war about? You know, getting bin Laden, getting the people who, holding the people responsible who 
aided and abetted Bin Laden. Okay, we killed Bin Laden. We killed so many of them. You can't count. And now you've got this organization that who even knows who's still around. The changing of the guard. you got a lot of people who weren't even born in, in uh, 9-11, 2001. Right? A lot of young fighters, a lot of people fighting for a cause, joining an organization. And... Anyway, so a lot of people with their opinions on that. I've seen some uh, headlines, uh, some <clears throat> threads online where people are chiming in there saying, these people got to get out of here. They, you know, Biden should be impeached. He should be arrested. You know, other people are like, yeah, well, you know, we shouldn't have been in there anyway. Everybody's got their fucking point of view. It's just so crazy. How little really most of us know about the whole deal, the politics of that part of the world, the rationale for everything, what it is, the logistical nightmare of eventually leaving an area of operations where we had all these bases and all this power and all these allies and you know, hours training these people, and now we're frustrated. We're so frustrated that on the way out, our instinct is to, you know, sucker punch these people. Let's drop a big fucking bomb on them. Let's, you know, let's make them pay. And I, I understand the the uh, the tendency to want to feel to feel that way to, to want to do that. I can appreciate it, but. In another sense, I think that that's just fucking crazy and immature. But that's human. That's the way that we operate. We're very... We're out for revenge. We're spiteful. And now we're butthurt because of the whole thing. And just one more thing to be outraged about. The Daily Outrage. I do a podcast called The Daily Outrage. Look, my ultimate conclusion about all this stuff, about some of the messy things and the beautiful things that I collect throughout my day. The complex issues, the stories, the humor, the tragedy, the ignorance. I find it interesting. I find it a thing of beauty in many ways. I'm glad all these things occur. And I boil over like the rest, you know? I'm trying to sound like uh, the voice of reason necessarily because I'm a fucking flawed individual too. But people need to turn to the angels of their better nature. People need to 
try to cooperate with one another. And just bury the hatchet. People need to... This is why religion exists, I think. Because... The world is a tortured place. Human beings... On their own. You know, we're just fucked up, man. We're variable. We are selfish. Uh, We are... Despite the incredible computing power of the average mind, we are pretty fucking stupid, man. We do dumb shit. We say horrible things. We are capable of atrocities. And we're capable of much beauty and, and wonder. But I'm just... I wonder what it's going to take. I wonder, you know, when somebody, I, for instance, I had a friend today who had was very hurt and angry because a person overheard, you know, somebody was talking trash on them about something. These people are linked. They are linked by family. They are not going to, you know, they're going to be, unfortunately, dealing with each other for decades to come. And you wonder if if one person's life, if one day, your average day, an interaction between two people or groups of people or whatever, political parties, if you see such terrible strife and torment and ignorance so routinely <clears throat> to what end like what when does that end will it ever end does it end when somebody becomes violent and lashes out with words or with actions and they really hurt somebody so then there's a terrible tragedy where there's a conflict you know some actual physical altercation. Which might be a lot smoother than just having people tear each other apart from afar, take these little sniper pot shots with words and destroy people's character and all that stuff. That sort of stuff. I got somebody say, I don't like drama, I'm tired of the drama, but these folks have drama in their lives routinely. Like it's, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of of struggle, of confusion, of um, an unsettled sort of thing. Like you ever have people around you that are like they're so fucked up? And you know what? This is a good way to to go full circle with this conversation, mentioning interpersonal stuff and if Afghanistan and whatnot. <clears throat> In closing, our relationships are kind of like a conflict. And you know how much different are they? Is the interpersonal conflict from uh, conflict among nations? 
very complex. Like Afghanistan was a place where warlords ruled and religious Sharia law uh, dictated so much and women's and education, women's rights are non-existent and all kinds of terrible things. Things that we would consider terrible and people who inhabit these places sometimes do, but also many people feel routine and acceptable and, you know, dictated by religious law, right? So, how much different is an interpersonal conflict with your brother-in-law or your um, ex-wife or your child's teacher or some political opponent online, how much different is it, the complex relationship? All these cars at the township building, their interaction in there. Is there a, a township meeting tonight? And what kind of interaction is there going to be? You know, is there going to be some sort of civility in there? Are there going to be bitching and lashing out about mask rules and vaccinations and all that stuff. You got a country that, you know, again, is ruled by warlords and imposing all this religious laws on people and beheading people and killing anybody who disagrees with them. And that was the picture painted. You got Osama bin Laden in the middle of all this. 9-11 occurs and we're out for fucking blood. And rightfully so. So yes, let's go in there and kick all their asses. You know, we did that, and we freaking got the bad guy, and the bad guys, and the bad girls, and a lot of collateral damage along the way, and, you know, who knows what the, what the count of, uh, dead are over there. You know, you might say 6,000 or however many thousand, um, American soldiers, Marines, sailors, whatever, that passed away over in Afghanistan, well, uh, or whatever, these combined wars over there. I wonder how many people from the other side lost their lives. This war is devastating, man. It's complex. So we wanted to get back at them from 9-11 for harboring this turd. We get back at them. We freaking occupy the land. We're trying to get the Taliban. They run away. There's all kinds of political fights and, you know, uh, interactions that occur. But at the end of the day, America, the Western world, we're largely a Christian nation. We're predominantly Christian. Okay? There's all kinds of different religions and freedom of religion and all that shit. But... <clears throat> The American military apparatus is, it's got Christian undertones at the very least. We're in a Muslim country and we're occupying the land, building bases, dropping bombs, airlifting people, you know, drones, all kinds of crazy stuff. So they don't like that. So even the ones that, that like us and are on our side, they're like, oh, wait a second. Looks like these guys have lost their taste for this. They say that they want to help, but now they're gonna, now they're gonna ultimately withdraw, and withdraw they did. We did. 
So they're left holding the bag. They're like, I'm fucking out of here. A uh, good run is better than a bad stand. I'm going to you know, Turkmenistan or wherever the fuck. I'm going to hop the border. Uh, let's get out of here. Let's take any spoils of this war and go to another country and get the hell out of here before these assholes come back and they're going to want to fucking cut our heads off. And so there's all this interaction, there's all these relationships that they go sour. And that's the fucking way the cookie crumbles, man. Maybe if people try to work on their relationships and find themselves, you know, do their best to find themselves in a better position across the board. Like, work on yourself. The best you can do is work on yourself. The best I can do is work on myself. And then we can have a relationship. But not because, not before, you know, we're not going to be hooking up and, you know, setting up shop cooperating, interacting, you know, propagating our species, building a life together before we each have had our own shit together. And that's a rule for relationships and it's a rule, you know, whether whatever the setting relationships occur in. Uh, you know, final note here. Oh my god. I mean, this COVID thing, it still exists, but it over of course, but it's been overshadowed a little bit by Afghanistan, you know, it makes you wonder, what is, like, pestilence like in Afghanistan? What are COVID numbers like in Afghanistan? These fuckers are driving around, they got the power uh, to, you know, take back their entire country, the Taliban, and... Uh, you know, are these people being destroyed, ravaged by COVID-19, or do they just have bigger problems? <laughs> you know, they just have more, have loftier ambitions. I, I think, you know, look, I think COVID exists. I talked to somebody today, it was actually disappointing. Somebody who, I, you know, I have a lot of love and respect for. I mean, this isn't so uncommon, actually, these days. person said that, Somebody they, that is very close to them, like a, an adult, is really, uh, you know, doesn't really share a lot of their views, but is not not vaccinated and is convinced that this is a conspiracy, and you know that there's all these doctors that are, are that disagree with Dr. Fauci and. They think that, you know, they think that they have, these these individuals feel like they have all the right, all the facts on their side. And once again, I'll say, you know, you can watch all the YouTube videos you want, or you can watch the, whatever your choice of news is. Obviously, the vaccine and, and COVID should not be politicized. It, of course, has been. And... Numbers have risen and people are dying. Hospitals are full in various parts of the country. And this could be devastating. It could be, if it's not terrible already, it could be very shortly. 
and it's a shame. But to know somebody who you care very deeply about, who is so troubled by this, is so, like, fixated on how this is the devil, this vaccine is somehow the devil, and that, you know, whatever, like, this is that... that it could harm you, that it could, that somebody could be so misinformed that they feel like they have more to fear from the vaccine than they do this disease. And this is somebody, mind you, who is 60, 70 years old and is part of a family that's got young and old children, grandchildren like somebody who you would think would err on the side of caution um, at least you know, have, would have confidence in in our healthcare system and that, that there's people who are trying to do the right thing and you know it's going to be interesting I'm telling you years later we'll see Uh, one thing it does it shakes my confidence because I'm somebody who I feel like I'm pretty well read I'm pretty uh, a lot more able to discern what's in the details of a scientific study and what's credible, what's not credible. I feel like I am more informed than most. Today, I was told that this individual is just perseverating about all the ill effects from the the vaccine and who knows what else. I had other people, uh, one individual who has a family member who is like very immune compromised said that uh, a family member said that she'll get kicked out of the house if she gets the vaccine I'm thinking because it's the devil or something like that and this person has to go back to school in order to be a student you have to at various schools most institutions of higher learning, you have to have been vaccinated. And so people are getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated in secret and they're hiding their behavior because they know that they're going to be judged one way or the other. And that's just crazy to me. I don't, I don't see why this is, is such a big fucking deal. On a couple occasions, there were chiropractors at the center of these um, conspiracy-minded individuals who were saying, well, uh, such and such and other kids are vaccinated and they're anti-vaccine and they would never get this. And they told such and such and he or she said that uh, you know, because of that, that they're not going to get vaccinated. And if I get vaccinated, I'm going to be thrown out of the house. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? 
this for real? I mean, I could see somebody, because our, our actions affect other people, I could see somebody saying, well, look, you know, if you're going to be coming into this place of work, if you're going to be flying on this plane, if you're going to be living in this house, we want you to be protected. We have young people here, we have elderly, and we want to make sure that everybody's well-being is protected. There's going to be some motherfuckers who really learn some hard lessons. Now, another person said, "Ah, oh, well, yeah, my blood pressure is up a little bit. Uh, you know, or my 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 joints are starting to hurt more ever since I got that vaccine. I don't know if it could be that or." It's just very. It's a lot of anecdotes. A lot of like people you know, making assumptions about things that, I mean, I don't know, I don't know anybody who has had an an adverse effect that lasted for any period of time other than arm soreness, side of injection, and feeling little flu-like symptoms for a few hours, 24 hours, something like that. I honestly don't know anybody. No major side effects. Meanwhile, we got people eating hot dogs and hamburgers. Fucking guys have a hot dog and girls have a hamburger. Um, People are eating out of fucking vending machines and stuff in the United States. It's crazy. It's a very strange time to be alive. It is truly uh, confusing. It's 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 sad. It's very sad. We need to get our heads out of our asses. I just don't know what it's going to take. But I think that really trying to understand things and talking about things and not arguing all the time, but really, like, you know, this is this is what it this is what it is. You know, this is look. Let me. Prove my case. It's almost like you've got to bring these arguments into the court of law and say, okay, we got impartial people here. You know, this is the data brought out by the prosecution or side A. You know, they are alleging that vaccines are safe and effective and they've reduced uh, these studies that they supply the data on, they were conducted by an impartial thing, and this is what they, kind of money they make off of this vaccine, and these are the the benefits, and these are the, um, any ill effects that could occur, and you do a risk versus, a risk versus benefit trial, you know, like, let's get it out there for everyone to see. Because the way the world is today, everybody kind of gets their day in court, right? It's like you need to put it in front of everybody and say, the people versus whatever. People of the United States demand to know 
whether or not it is the right thing to do to get these vaccinations because they're not uh, licensed or approved, fully approved by the FDA. And what do all these terms mean? And is this the right thing for me to do for my health, for my family, for my country? Uh, what is the likelihood that, you know, what is the data so far on deaths and illnesses and hospitalizations and the cost of all this on society? Like, really get it out there, spell it out, illustrate it for motherfuckers. Because I'm telling you, I got some fucking wonderful human beings that I interact with. And I got some real dumb motherfuckers, as I have shared. And I love everyone. But if I have to take uh, you know, a side, it's going to be with reason and rationality and humility and some sort of process that's repeatable, like the scientific method in which to make our decisions and decide how we're going to live our lives. I can't stand all the chaos, all the all the noise and lack of signal. Okay. That's all I got to say for tonight. I love you all. And uh Maybe we ought to all check out that emotional code, <laughs> right? Because surely we're all going to, if we have, don't have any blockages of them and hang-ups or buttons. Oh, I, I, I should mention this. Um, a cool uh, cartoon I saw online, it says, uh, talk about buttons that we all have, this emotional hang-ups and things. Um. It was an illustration of a patient on a therapist's couch, and the patient is declaring, you know, I don't know why my mother pushes my buttons so much. And the therapist says, she installed them. How true that is. I mean, how true is that? That across development whether it's a person or uh, an experience that we've had that helped us or hurt us by our perception. These buttons were installed at that moment. Can we uninstall these buttons? Can we be reasonable? We will see.